This NBA season, make every three-pointer, alley-oop, and buzzer beater even more exciting with FanDuel. You can bet on everything from first baskets and number of dunks to which player will drain the most threes. Or stack your bets with the same-game parlay for a shot to win even bigger. It's quick, easy, and you'll get your winnings fast. So download the app today and see why we're North America's number one sportsbook. Make every moment more with FanDuel. 19 plus and physically located in Ontario. Gambling problem? Call 1-866-531-2600 or visit connectsontario.ca. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Here's the scenario. Your insurance company is denying your long-term disability claim despite the fact that you've paid premiums for years and your own doctor insists that you're not well enough to work. If this sounds familiar, call Goldfinger Personal Injury Law. You'll speak with me, Brian Goldfinger, a licensed and experienced lawyer who practices exclusively on behalf of accident victims, disability claimants, and their families. Visit goldfingerlaw.com and get us working for you. Hello and welcome to the Raptors Reaction Podcast. You are joining me, your host, Samson Folk, after the Raptors loss, going down 0-2 in the Eastern Conference Finals to the Milwaukee Bucks, 125-103. to And that was, that was a tough one to take. The Raptors got thoroughly outplayed throughout, well, for the whole duration of the game, let's say. The Bucks were very dangerous on the offensive glass. They pretty much rebounded any shot that they missed in the first half. And also in the first half, they didn't have that many opportunities to rebound their misses because they weren't missing that much. We were getting torched by guys like Ursan Ilyasova, Malcolm Brogdon, who I received uh, feedback that the way I said Brogdon was wrong, so it will be Brogdon from now on. I'm assuming that's correct. So Malcolm Brogdon had a great game as well. Things like that kept happening. Brooke Lopez, again, was great, especially on the defensive end tonight, whereas he was awesome on both the defensive end and offensive end in Game 1. The Raptors, they weren't able to just relax and sit back on hot shooting to spur them on at the start. They weren't sustained in the second half by an incredible Kyle Lowry performance. It was just kind of like Kawhi Leonard was out there by himself trying to create offense, and you had a couple... You know, you had chip-ins, not literally chip-ins, but you had Norman Powell chipping in as well. But basically, the main problem right now is you have 
you know, one of the most decorated centers in the league, you know, multiple time all-star, defensive player of the year, a cerebral player, Marcus Saul, and you also have, you know, a champion, one of the best three-point shooters of the, of the past decade in Danny Green, a proven shooter in the NBA Finals and the Conference Finals, obviously, by extension. And both of those players haven't been able to contribute anything, really. You know, Marcus Saul's defense was very good in Game 1, I thought. But this was a tough game for him to fit into. It became more and more clear that he just didn't have it in this game. And that's the beauty of, you know, basketball is that you can completely tank one game and it's just one game and that's it. It's not like the Champions League. It's not like on aggregate they don't have to go back and try and win those 30 points back. You know, those types of things. So it's it's not the end of the world, but I credit Marcus All. He took the shots early. He just, that's that's where the credit stops. He didn't make any of the shots, and so no credit there. But he took them. He just didn't make them. So it is, it's a little bit disappointing that he wasn't able to, to help change the the surface, at least, of the Bucks' defense. The Bucks have really been sitting on him and just letting him stand out there. And even you can see when he swings the ball, is he's not making actual swing passes. The swing passes he makes off of the actions the Raptors run, when he gets the ball off of whether it be side top, side action, anything like that, the swing pass he makes does not cover a lot of ground. Usually it's almost a handoff even. It's just a like Kawhi Leonard six, seven feet away. And the defense recovers immediately because... At the point of time when he point in time, sorry, when he catches the ball, Kawhi Leonard is actually being guarded better than he is, and Marcus All is more open than Kawhi Leonard. However, he swings it to Kawhi, and it pretty much just acts as a reset for the offense. Kawhi has to try and break down the defense from the top of the arc again, and that's that's a big ask. I mean, Kawhi was great in this game on offense. He he did an awesome job scoring, plugging away all game I mean his floor as a player is extremely high the worst game we've seen him play is still a a great game by all counts you know and the the height of his game is unbelievable like sitting where LeBron James Kevin Durant Steph Curry sit is and James Harden I suppose and Giannis that Kawhi is right up there with what his best game looks like even though he he hasn't scored 50 in his career but Man, he, he's been getting to 35-40 with ease in these playoffs. And, yeah, it's just he did a great job of doing his best and trying to make things work in that way. But the Bucks' defense was really good. The Raptors, they just keep digging their own grave by passing up open shots. And then when they reluctantly put one up, that's when things fall apart because they, they miss it. And then they act as if, you know, that wasn't the plan. The plan is to keep taking the open shots. You just take them, take them, take them, take them. That's what you have to do. That's that's all that's left to do because otherwise you're just forcing Kawhi Leonard to take 30 shots a game, 24 of them being extremely difficult. You're taking all the flow to your offense, and you're just making things extremely difficult. So that's to get back to the Danny Green and Marcus All thing. These guys have to. That's just That's how basketball works, right, is – your good players have to take and make good shots. That's that's pretty much how any team wins the finals. There's been one player who's gone against the grain, 
one team that's gone against the grain and done that is the Cavs in 2016. Pretty much every other team that has ever won the finals, they're comprised of good players who take and make good shots. The Cavs in 2016 were just LeBron, Kevin Love, Kyrie Irving doing superhuman things, and mostly LeBron for a very long time. The Raptors, who are not as good a team as the Bucks, they aren't. You can beat better teams than you in the playoffs. You really can. You play smart enough. You hit your ceiling often enough. You can win an NBA series against a better team than you. These things happen. But the Raptors have to play well to make that happen, and that's just not happening at all. And the the biggest, I guess, example of that is Marcus All, Danny Green, offering up nothing on the offensive end. Two-fifths of your starting lineup are giving you almost nothing on offense. And they're, they're doing fine on defense, honestly. It's not the defense. It has not been the defense for one shred of a moment in these playoffs. It has been the offense. And the Raptors, who the biggest part of why they were able to do well early on in game one was because there was rhythm and flow to their offense. There was pace. And they were able to create easy shots for players in rhythm. And my goodness, the Bucks took the window of their sails to start game one. The Raptors were in a funk both in their sets and in just their shooting motion. It's something the Raptors weren't able to overcome. They were dominated throughout. And that's the thing is like the sets, it's it's funny because Danny Green is not working. Now, I hate to say this, but he does not look like he's working very hard to get loose. As any anybody who's listening to this, if you've played basketball, you know how hard it is to cover a guy who is actively relocating throughout a possession, running off screens, trying to get the ball. It's difficult. Danny Green, Kawhi Leonard, and Kyle Lowry, and Kyle, or sorry, and Kawhi deserves the least amount of, um, I guess, bad stuff coming his way for this. But especially in this game, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, did not do a good, a good enough job of running off ball, relocating, and working to get the ball. The Raptors, the Raptors were lazy as far as being active off the ball. They watched the ball a lot in this game, and their offense broke down because of it. It was a complete train wreck. And when they were more active, and they got the Bucks defense turning more, they were manipulating it more. Obviously, that went well. The first half, they had I think 39 points on 52 possessions. Then they had 31 points on their next 17 possessions because there was pace, there was flow to their offense and that's so important for what the Raptors are trying to do especially for players like Danny Green, Marcus Gasol and Kyle Lowry I mean Pascal Siakam and Kawhi Leonard they can score any which way they want they really can and I I feel bad for Siakam in this because he's not Kawhi Leonard but he's running into the same types of walls that Giannis and Kawhi are and he's not an MVP candidate like the latter too so it's, it's difficult for him now but you know, Kyle Lowry, Danny Green, Marcus All. It is it is so important that they are able to play in an offense with flow and create shots because of their, their intellect and, and how they're able to see the game, you know, a couple seconds ahead. When the game is stagnant, they just they aren't able to do that. And yeah, before I get into the, the latter half of the podcast, I wanna talk about uh, an ad. So we have a mid roll for you guys. <clears throat> This episode is brought to you by jackhealth.ca. Fellas, it's time for the talk. 
not the one you had in gym class about the birds and the bees. This talk is about the stigma in men's health below the belt. We're all proud men who are used to taking on things alone. Yeah. But when it comes to going from 6 to midnight, turning your floppy disk into a hard drive, or plain old erectile dysfunction, sometimes you need help from professionals. Visit jackhealth.ca and get Health Canada approved treatment from real Canadian doctors, minus the awkward visits. They accept all major drug insurance plans and deliver discreetly to your door. Talk to a doctor at no additional cost when you order. So guys, that's the ad and we're gonna get into the rest of the conversation. I guess a guy I should highlight, Norm Powell, he was really good. He pressed the Bucks because obviously the rest of the Raptors received so much attention. Norm Powell was able to find room in the game for him to push and to get to the rim. And he, he found himself open a couple times. And most importantly, he hit his shots when he was open. It's incredibly important for any basketball team to make sure that happens for them. The Bucks fell behind early in game one because of that problem. The Raptors stayed behind pretty much the whole game because of that problem and what the bucks didn't do in game one was change their offensive identity and then just go to iso ball because they thought oh we're not making shots but that's kind of what the raptors did the raptors when they miss a couple early shots they're starting to just bail on their offensive identity they're going away from what works and they're just trying to hand the ball off to Kawhi. when they have Giannis antetokounmpo Chris Middleton, who is, you know, a borderline all-NBA defender, guarding him on the perimeter, and then Giannis Antetokounmpo and Brook Lopez, an absurd amount of length, waiting for him at the rim. That's a big ask to just hand him the ball and say, like, hey, buddy, go get it for us. Go make it happen. He can't. Not really. That's not how it works. And he did a great job of, of scoring in the way that he could tonight. But my God, it's just, that's not a recipe for success. It's, it's not going to cut it. The Raptors, they have to be more creative in their sets. They have to be more diligent in how they run them, more active in how they run them. And the guys just need to make shots. The Bucks, the Bucks were, you know, they adjusted. You saw Bledsoe, Lopez, Brogdon, and Antetokounmpo, all of them making great plays, spraying the balls to the corners when they were going downhill in the lane. And they were creating great side topside action off of those breakdowns. The Raptors had a lot of trouble contesting with that all game. And once the Raptors kind of adjusted to that, there was more room for them to get into the middle. It's it's an ebb and flow thing, you know, and the Raptors they adjusted and they, they paid so much attention to Giannis that they started getting killed on the boards elsewhere by like Miritich, Lopez, guys like that. And Miritich has always been an underrated offensive rebounder, but he it was too much in this game. Middleton had a couple heat check opportunities early on. He was great throughout, even though he had a low scoring total. And the Bucks, they're a good team, man. They're a good team and they're they're tough to beat. Giannis is he he has a chance to stake his claim on the Eastern Conference the way that LeBron did. Giannis has a chance to deliver Quite a few Eastern Conference titles to the Bucks at the very least. And it's completely, 100%, up to the Raptors whether whether they let him do it this year or not. Honestly. 
because the Raptors, there's enough talent on that team. There's enough outstanding all-NBA level brain shooting ability and talent there. Marcus All, we all know the pedigree with which he comes from. We know that. Kyle Lowry as well. Kawhi Leonard most of all. And Pascal Siakam has been inspired this year. And his, his play has been inspiring. They can do it. They just have, like, it, it's in no short order. They have to play the best basketball of, of their life. Then they can beat the Bucks, And a couple of them have to do it at the same time as each other. That's the ask. Teams have done it before. The Pistons didn't win for no reason in 2004. That, di- that didn't happen for no reason at all. That's just, that's a real thing. The Raptors, they, you know, the potential is there. There, there is room to win. They, they can do it. Um, I guess let's get into the, <clears throat> the, the villain. And uh, you know, there was somebody who talked about last game. They're like, I don't know if we could do the villain every game. And uh, yeah, I totally get that. That you might just substitute it in. But let's say it's not as you know obtuse as just the villain. But when there's a villain, they can get the Mitchell Robinson award. But seeing as how Mitchell Robinson had great games against the Raptors almost every time, let's say it's still the Mitchell Robinson award. And let's, man, I again, Malcolm Brogdon. Malcolm Brogdon, he, he's not a villain. He's a likable guy by all means. But he, he adds so much to that Bucks team. And especially when his minutes are matched up with Fred Van Vliet, it is a death sentence for the Raptors. His work attacking downhill, passing out of the lane when going downhill, you know, just negotiating the Raptors' defense, finding the spots where he can when where he can find his teammates. He was great. He's honestly very very effective, and the Raptors there they're hard pressed to find a stop there. And also, when I was doing the preview podcast for this series, I had say I said that. Having Miritich in the starting lineup seems like a good thing for the Raptors. This might have been. If the Raptors want to counterpunch at home, take the two games in the Scotiabank Arena, I get that. But if Brogdon enters the starting lineup again, that's that's a big problem, I think. A very big problem for the Raptors. And we'll see if that adjustment comes. We'll see how the Raptors respond to it if it does. But yeah, Mitchell Robinson Award goes to Malcolm Brogdon. The Reggie Evans Award has to go to Kawhi Leonard, and it's he did so much work throughout this game, tireless, always putting the ball on the ground, trying to work his way. I think he had four and ones in this game, plowing to the rim, getting his arm under Ilyasova's arms, Brogdon's arms, and Antetokounmpo's arms, Lopez's arms, grinding his way there, just working so hard all night. And, you know, it was obvious to everyone who was watching that he was trying his best to carry the team unable to but you know he put in the work and that's it's not easy man it's it's tough it it's tough against that the wall of the bucks defense to just go in there and try and make something happen repeatedly because there's a lot of length in there there's a lot going on the uh, quick reaction comment to respond to digit king NN had another disaster of a coaching performance and deserves more than just an F for this mess. Media should put him on blast and demand some answers. Continues to go to two-guard lineup. Newsflash, 5'10", FEV isn't guarding 6'8", Middleton. Runs our starters, Kawhi and Lowry, into the ground, playing the 40 minutes in a blowout loss. Janice led the Bucks at 35. 
Awful plays out of timeouts, a recurring trend. Things looking bleak again for the Raptors. Yeah, um, I'll, I'll address the last part first. I actually think Nurse has been a good uh, ATO um, after timeout coach this year. I honestly think he has been for the most part. I don't have any qualms, especially not of this game. It clearly, the Raptors just they lost this game. Which brings me to your second point. Um, runs our stars into the ground. I agree. There was absolutely zero reason for Kawhi and Kyle to play 40. It doesn't make sense. It it really doesn't make sense. Kyle Lowry playing 38. Kawhi playing just shy of 38. It Inexcusable, man, because this was a game where you could get Kawhi some rest. I was hoping in this series, because I was expecting, honestly and earnestly, that the Raptors would get blown out a game or two, that those were the games where you rest Kawhi. As, as terrible a, you know an option it is, the Bucks are that good that that's what you have to do. You rest Kawhi when you're getting blown out. But that, there was a missed opportunity there. And as far as the, the small guard lineups, yeah, man. it's I tweeted during the game that it would be really nice for the Raptors to have a guy like Spencer Dinwiddie who's very strong and creative attacking downhill off the pick and roll. Kyle Lowry, Fred Van Vliet, when they go downhill at the pick and roll, it's like the basket doesn't exist. They're just waiting for the angle to go to the roller or the popper. And the Bucks are shading them that way. And they have so much size hanging around at the rim that, you know, Van Vliet and Lowry actually can't, even if there's a lane, they can't capitalize on the lane to the rim because they're, they're going to get swatted. Like the help side defense will be there, but it's also, you know, being careful enough to restrict the the role man and making them take you know contested mid-range jumpers having Fred Van Vliet out there to pound the air of the ball is just not good you can see it every single possession he has the ball they run the pick and roll they 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 give up the switch when Fred Van Vliet has the ball they give it up and then he gets a big man on him and he's unable to create a basket. That happens almost every damn possession he has the ball. And then it just ends up that he dribbles for 12, 13 seconds. And ends up in a reset. He passes out of it because he realizes that there's not enough spacing for him to get to the rim. Like if he beats his man on the perimeter, the, the Bucks are just going to, they're going to rotate and they're going to recover. Because he's not a good enough passer. He's not tall enough to create new angles off the pass. And he can't lob it to anyone because he doesn't have the angle because he's too short. And then the guy who's guarding him is a big man. And Fred Van Vliet is too short to launch over top of him from beyond the arc. And at that point in time, Fred is too frozen and, you know, entrenched in this weeks-long slump that pulling up from three in a perceived mismatch is already a bad play. It just every time he's touching the ball as the primary creator is a big-time loss. I 100% agree with you on that. So more minutes for Norm Powell, things of that nature make a lot of sense going forward. Totally. Uh, yeah, so thanks, Digit King. Um, thank you for listening. It has been, you know, that wasn't a super fun game to watch. I'm out of here, but whether you listen to this during the day or at night, whenever you get around to it, have a blessed day, have a blessed night, whatever you're doing, and goodbye. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 
99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Want to hear something amazing? Discover matches all the cash back you earn on your credit card at the end of your first year, automatically, dollar for dollar, with no limit on how much you can earn. Extra cash? Come on, how amazing is that? In fact, it's even more amazing when you realize all the places where Discover is accepted. 99% of places in the U.S. that take credit cards. So when it comes to Discover, get used to hearing yes more often. Learn more at discover.com slash yes. 2020 Nielsen Report limitations apply. Introducing Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer. Blending the smooth, creamy nitro taste of Guinness with hints of coffee, chocolate, and caramel. Guinness Nitro Cold Brew Coffee Beer, your new favorite part of the day. Look for it where Guinness is sold. Must be 21 and over to purchase. Please enjoy responsibly. Diageo Beer Company, New York, New York.